We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Can Jalen Hurts do it again? How high will Allen and Mahomes finish? And who can surprise? We're talking quarterback ranges of outcomes on Roto-Viz Radio. What's up, Roto-Viz? Welcome into the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Show. I'm Dave Cabin coming to you for a solo episode today. Took last week off. Curtis and I both had a lot going on. But the good news is June is now here. We are geared up to get into the full swing of things during that little hiatus. I took care of a number of things on the site. A projection machine is fully rolled forward. I've started working through my projections. I've also began updating the range of outcomes tool for the 2023 season. We have quarterbacks and running backs completed. Tight ends and wide receiver range of outcomes will be on the site this week. A lot of content now is coming flooding out on the site. And we will be talking about all of that on the show. And my goal is from here on out, you're going to hear from us three times a week, potentially more as we sprinkle in little episodes here and there. So I'm I'm really excited about what's on the way, uh, some of the projects I have in the works, and talking to you fine folks about fantasy football. So today's episode is going to center around quarterback ranges of outcomes. I'm going to hit a drop and then we're going to talk about what I mean by that. So if you are anyone that has subscribed to the site for a while or listened to the show for any length of time, you've probably heard us talk about ranges of outcomes in the context of preseason ranges of outcomes or week-to-week ranges of outcomes via things like the GLSP tool. So we have a tool that I've been putting up on the site, I don't know, maybe four or five years now. And it's pretty cool because what it does is it takes data from prior seasons and players' statistics in the two most recent seasons 
and uses those to come up with a realistic range of outcomes of what we can expect for a player in the coming season is going to give us an average projected stat line. Although I really shouldn't say projected. You'll understand why in a minute it's going to give us uh, kind of a high, a mid, a low, a total distribution across 50 matching players that we can use. That's kind of the high level. If we dig in a little bit more, what actually is going on in this tool? Well, I have gone back and for each position, I have looked at the way that stats tend to correlate with fantasy scoring, the way that stats tend to correlate year over year, use that information, some domain knowledge and some math to pull together uh, a method in which I can instruct the computer to look at, let's say Josh Allen, for example. And I say, look at Josh Allen in 2022 and 2021. Look at the factors that are going to be important to analyzing him as a fantasy football player. And it does include some things in there, um, such as their experience at a given point in their career, their age, those are weighted a little bit lower. If we're looking at running backs, things like weight do get in there. Uh, but oftentimes those considerations aren't as important as some other measures. Factor these in a way that when you go out and you look at other players and you find them at similar points in their career and you look at how their stats uh, accumulated in that period, Find me similar players. So for somebody like Josh Allen, the tool is going to go out. It's going to look again at what he did in 2022, 2021, give a little bit more of a weighting to the 2022 seasons. And it's going to say that players he matches with you. Obviously, you have uh, Josh Allen in 2021 is a close match. Cam Newton in 2015. Donovan McNabb in 2002, Deshaun Watson in 2019, Dante Culpepper in 2001, Russell Wilson in 2015, yada, yada, yada. We do this for the closest 50 matches. So in essence, what you're doing is you're looking at a player, you're looking at his two most recent seasons, you're finding similar, you're finding players from the past 20 years that produced a similar stretch of two seasons from a statistical standpoint, also doing some things so that you're kind of stratifying uh, into an area of a player that's going to be at a similar point in their career. And then what we have from there is this group of 50 players who we can then look at their next season. So we call the search for the 2022 matches year end. And when we look at year end plus one, which are how those matches performed in the season subsequent to the one that they matched in. And for those of you that have heard me go through this a thousand times, I apologize, but we're always getting new listeners, new readers. And I feel like it's important for me to walk through this process with them. So for a for the case of somebody like Alan, we can now see from 2021 to his 2022, he put up, um, went from 26.3 points to 28 points. You know, we can see Cam Newton's 2016 end up with 19.5. We're talking points per game. Kyler Murray, 24.5 in 2021. Uh, Donovan McNabb in 2003 put up 16. K 
Cam Newton put up 20.8. Now, with the other positions, we might not see players going back to going back 20 years, and it's probably a fair thing to question um, if quarterbacks back 20 years ago were scoring fewer points. Uh, but the reason that we leave them in is with quarterbacks, there's so few players available for guys like Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts to match with. If we filter our listing down to just 10 years, that it makes sense to include guys from the past so that you do pull in players like Dante Culpepper, Donovan McNabb that had seasons where they were approximating the point totals that we see from players in today's current landscape. So again, we can then look at what these 50 players did in their year N1 seasons, and then we start to get an idea of a realistic range of outcomes. We can plot this distribution where we're looking at for each uh, point value that a player could score, how many times their matches recorded that total. Uh, so for somebody like Josh Allen, we can see that about six players went for 20 points, six went for around 19, six went for 21. And you can graph that out to get a better understanding of what you can expect from this player. And then I can look at the 75th or the 25th percentile within that distribution to come up with a high, middle, and low value. Now, this is not a projection in that typical sense. And I say projection in quotes because the way that this is constructed, it's not like I am using a technique uh, like you might often see with something that is a regression technique where you're actually predicting a value. So it's not like I'm taking the data points um, from Josh Allen's stat line and, and doing math with prior players to then input Allen's numbers and get a predicted value. This is different. Uh, we're just kind of clustering players. We're getting these matches and then we're using what those matches did to approximate uh, a player's range of outcomes for the coming year. Now, to a lot of you, that doesn't really matter, uh, but I do think this is something worth calling out. So the final thing I'll mention is that the, the other thing that I do is I take this distribution and I run it through some math in a way that is going to allow you to get a better sense of that player's overall distribution in comparison to other players at the position without needing to go in and look at that graph or to manually go through and count the number of matches we see at each value. Uh, so naturally, players that have more of their matches scoring more points are going to land with a higher historical distribution score than players who have most of their uh, matches concentrated at lower values. Uh, but it's not always that easy to digest just by looking at the high, mid, and low, or average. And some players, you'll actually kind of see that they have groupings. They might have uh, a cluster of matches, maybe between 10 to 15, not that many uh, working their way up to 20, but a little grouping at uh, 25 to 30. So you kind of make this easier to evaluate if you put into something like a historical distribution score, where I've done the work of finding the math that's going to give you a better representation of this. So all of that behind us now, let's talk about 
what we're looking at for players in 2023. Well, the first question I posed was, can Jalen Hurts do it again? And it's pretty interesting if you look at a player like Jalen Hurts. And one thing I'll mention is I did kind of tweak the way that uh, the tool was doing the search this year to place an added emphasis on rushing production, given that we now have it being such a major component for those top level players. Whereas in years past, I didn't want to factor it in as much because it, it did not impact as many players, but we reached the point where I now had a couple of seasons to go back on and make the update in a well-informed way. Um, but the reason that Jalen Hurts is a really interesting player is there are so few players that you can match him to that put up that type of rushing production that in some cases you get matches from players that were able to do it for one year or a two-year clip and then fell off. But there's few players that were able to sustain it. So the question I had going into putting this together for Jalen Hurts was, are there going to be enough matching players out there that we're actually going to be able to see him have this sustained by his matches? And the answer was yes. Now that's not to say that we don't see, um, if you were to look at this distribution here, right? This kind of curve that we get going from somewhere around 12 up to around 31 points, you do see around like 30 to maybe call it 35% of players finishing under 20 points per game. But then you do get a very nice balanced distribution from 20 up to around 25 points, signaling that Hertz has been so good that he got him into this elite group of players based upon his 2022 and his 2021, that this does look like it's going to carry forward. Now you heard me mention some of those names and it was a good list, but maybe even more encouraging is that if you look at the year-over-year year change, so if you take their year N plus one point and you subtract out their year N points, I don't know if you can hear my cat going absolutely insane behind me, so I apologize for that. This cat is crazy. Basically, anytime he goes to the bathroom, he just starts meowing, running around the house and going crazy after. Uh, I make sure the litter box is regularly changed. Very frequently, the cat still goes nuts every time he does a bowel movement. I don't know if it's a, you know, a number one or number two situation, but the cat just goes insane. He is now coming and he's next to me, next to the mic. Anyway, Jalen Hurts, um, the year-over-year year change, yes. Okay, that's where, that's where we were. His year-over-year year change is very impressive in that you actually see more of his matches going up in point values in comparison to their year N and their year N plus one. And the reason that this is super impressive is very often you actually see players have their year over year change when plotted or when inspected be rather discouraging or at very best neutral. And the reason for this is a couple of things, right? Oftentimes, if you have somebody like Jalen Hurts that is putting up, you know, like 25 plus points per game, that's something that's very hard to repeat. And then also, as players move through their career, we do see this tendency often 
where they start to trend down. Um, and it's a sobering thing when you start to look at it um, in the way that you would when you're looking at the matching players on an exercise like this. So this is an extremely encouraging finding. So that was the first thing I wanted to call out. Um, We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, moving past guys like Hertz, you do still see Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes finishing at the top from a historical distribution score perspective um, in comparison to the other players that we look at, the best floors, the best 25th percentile projections, and then with the exception of Jalen Hurts having the best 75th percentile projections, Joe Burrow does land firmly in this grouping with guys like Hurts, Allen, Mahomes. This is notable because if you were doing drafts on underdog best ball drafts, you can sometimes get a disparity of two to three rounds, at least in some of the drafts I've been seeing now. And maybe this will start to change between Allen and Mahomes and Burrow. The biggest surprise, and maybe it shouldn't be a surprise, but Kirk Cousins continues to chug along, he was 34 in 2022, which is still a fine age to be for a quarterback at this point. You look at the 2022 and the 2021 year, that gets him matched to a guys like Ben Roethlisberger, Philip Rivers, uh, Tony Romo, Matt Ryan, Eli Manning, Drew Brees, Matthew Stafford. A lot of those players, when they were at relatively similar points in their career, and Cousins blending his 2020 and his 2021 to create that group gets a very favorable projection for the 2023 season. 
And a major reason for this is that 16% of his matches, or excuse me, not 16, 16 of the 50 matches actually went between 20 and 23 points. What this does is though you don't see as many of his matches putting up ridiculous seasons like you might see for some of the players behind him from a distribution score perspective, like Jalen Hurts, it does create this situation where there's not a high number of players that really miss the mark. All of his matches go over 15, and that really boosts the realistic kind of expectation of where you would see Cousins falling in most seasons. So it gives him this, this nice balance of some upside, not a significant uh, downside risk, and a very nice outcome across most of his distributions. So Cousins remains a player that I'm targeting. I've talked about him a lot the last couple of years. I also think that if you look at what this team now has offensively with the addition of Jordan Addison uh, in conjunction with Hawkinson being brought in last year, it's just a great situation for him has arguably the best wide receiver in the league in Justin Jefferson. We're seeing things bear out in the numbers. And when you look at historically how things have gone, it looks like this carries forward for Kirk Cousins. So I'm very excited about that. Another player that I want to throw out here is Kyler Murray. And Curtis and I have talked about Murray a number of times already this offseason. Naturally, there are some questions with the injury, but when you run Murray through an exercise like this, every single year, he produces a really nice range of outcomes. And that's because when he does play, he's really, really good. There just have been struggles with injury and his ability to stay healthy. Now, I do think that there are some contextual factors, and I should have mentioned this earlier, that the tool can account for. Uh, this is... This exercise is based purely on historical data. So if a player's situation, his team situation is is flipped on its head, you know, the tool isn't going to be able to know that. It's not aware of coaching changes, not aware of major personnel changes. So that is something we do have to take into account here. But Murray very much looks like a firm top eight quarterback based upon his matches. And I will toss out, some examples of who those players are. You do get some Dante Culpepper years in there, some Cam Newtons, uh, a lot of Cam actually, some Donovan McNabb, Colin Kaepernick, Carson Wentz, uh, RG3, Russell Wilson, Steve McNair, Andrew Luck. Pretty different listing, actually, than uh, Jalen Hurts had. And if you look at his year-over-year change, it's, it's, it's rather neutral in comparison to what he did last year. Uh but when you when you take that distribution into account, he has more of that typical bell curve reaching its uh, center point somewhere around 19 points per game. Um, does have, though, a lot of matches going around 25 or more points, giving him the seventh best historical distribution score of quarterbacks in this in this year does have more downside than a player like Kirk Cousins but again let's not write off Kyler Murray I'm expecting good things from him when he does return from that injury would it have been nice to still have DeAndre Hopkins there certainly but 
given that we're getting a discount still going around quarterback 19 or quarterback 20 in best ball drafts right now, a player that I don't want us to lose sight of. We've mentioned some of the big names in terms of surprises from some of the lower level players. Um, Jared Goff actually, and Daniel Jones come in fairly close to the Lamar Jackson's and the um, Trevor Lawrence's of the world. So I think that's probably pretty encouraging uh, for those of us that have been going maybe with a two quarterback strategy in best ball and maybe pairing uh, somebody like Daniel Jones or Jared Goff with somebody like uh, Lamar Jackson or a Joe Burrow. Now, Geno Smith, and we're not going to go through every player here, but I think Geno Smith is also a really interesting one because we know that last year for him appeared to be somewhat of an aberration. Now, if we blend that 2022 season in with what he was able to do in 2021 and then look for some matching players, you get a very different group of players than what we've talked about prior. You get guys like Ryan Fitzpatrick in 2015, Alex Smith in 2017, Jake Plummer in 2004, Jake Cutler in 2014, Matt Hasselbeck in 2007, Ryan Tannehill in 2014. That's kind of an odd one to pull in there. Uh, Trent Green in 2002, uh, Andy Dalton in 2015. Oh my gosh, Elvis Gerback. Haven't heard that name in years. His 2000. Uh, if we put this together and you look at his year-over-year change, it's actually a pretty pretty nice story that it tells. But more importantly, if we look at the distribution, uh, there definitely are a number of players that just really fell off. You have about eight players that just really tanked the following season. You do not have a lot of upside. Only five or so players going beyond 23 points. Still, though, the average of these matches comes out to around 18 points with a 25th percentile of 16 a high of 22.6, and a midpoint of 18.9. So I don't think that uh, anybody is expecting Smith to come out and perform from a fantasy point perspective like we saw him do in the initial stretches last year, but still could flirt with a fringe QB1 season and definitely will be a serviceable passer, maybe even an okay option to use uh, in the right context as your QB1 in a super flex league uh, where you're really going aggressive at the other positions early on. Um, you know, probably depends a little bit on the context of that league there. But Geno Smith, a very interesting example for an exercise like this. Now, if you have a player like... Uh, Russell Wilson, and you're looking for some hope there, I don't think that you're going to see it. You're probably not going to feel that great when you go in and look at what the tool is painting a picture of for him, even with some year-over-year improvement. Um, not a player that you're going to be super interested in, but I uh, just wanted to share the caveat again. You know, The tool has no way of knowing that you have a new coaching staff there that he's going to be playing for in Denver. Naturally, there's a lot more for you to pick through as you start looking uh, through the tool. Again, you're also going to be able to look at 
um, based upon the players' matches, their average y- passing yards per game, passing touchdowns, rushing yards, rushing touchdowns, and you get that idea of what their range of outcomes would look like from a low, middle, and high perspective. So I would definitely recommend checking out the tool. We will be talking through some of the running backs, some of the wide receivers, and some of the tight ends in the future. Uh, But that is all I have for you today. So thanks for uh, hanging out for a little bit, and we will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Show. Send us questions at rvffshow at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at DaveCabinFF and at CPatrickNFL. Leave us a voicemail at 978-615-9214. And make sure to rate, review, and subscribe.